0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We'll get to some of that later on in the episode, but today is March 9th. We're at Brooklyn Nets Podcast. We spend time in Brooklyn, and a legendary rapper from Brooklyn died today, many years ago. One notorious B.I.G., and as you see pictured there, those legendary Brooklyn Coogee jerseys. What other... NBA franchise can honor a hip-hop legend. Whether you think he's a GOAT or not is up for debate. I don't really care to debate it, but when I go on WFAN after the game tonight, we'll definitely have some instrumentals lined up to pay tribute. To the notorious. Other than that, you guys remember those uniforms? Uh weigh in on your thoughts on uh Biggie. And nobody go ahead and say the thing that every Knicks fan say. Oh, if you listen to Biggie rap, he was a Knicks fan. He wouldn't have been a Brooklyn Nets
1: fan. Yeah, well, first of all, Biggie is, you know, undisputably one of the greatest rappers of all time. Unfortunately, you know, it was that long, which it hurts him. It's not his fault, obviously. But as far as uh, Biggie's work itself, I-, I always wonder the question, life after death or ready to die, which is the preference? Because I- I'm of the general preference that that when you still have the rawness but you add the polish is when you're at your best and i would go with life after death because i could i could make the case that really no album has a slugging percentage as high as life after death on bass percentage there are other projects but a slugging percentage when you got kick in the door and you got uh no you know skips yeah and all the records that are that are on that album Um, uh, that's, that's his, uh, magnum opus, if you will.
0: For me, I I was going to say that album too, only because I lived that album more. I was a little bit older. I can remember having the cassette tape. I can remember like listening to that album with my brother who was 10 years older than me. So like that really was his era. Um, I don't think Hudson was alive for that time. He (laughs) he really can't weigh in on any of
2: that. I can't, and, and look, I, I I will say honestly, it really was with the Brooklyn Nets because uh, you know you have to remember the Nets moved to Brooklyn when I was a lot younger uh, than you guys were, and it was with the Brooklyn Nets kind of like embracing that culture that I kind of got to experience that obviously in a different way to you guys, but I think you know kind of like Robin said, it, it's really cool to be able to see the Nets embrace not only. Biggie, but also just rap culture in general. Obviously, Jay Z being involved with the Nets, but I mean, I can think back to St. John being at the Nets' first game after they had the clean sweep at halftime. I think, and that was kind of before St. John blew up. Yeah, a- and it's just been it's it's awesome to see the way the Nets have embraced that you know the a, a culture that's obviously so prom- prominent in Brooklyn and kind of in a unique way across the NBA. They're they're really plugged into that.
1: You, you know what I found the other day? I, I found a, a Carter Nets jersey, not Vince, Sean, uh, at, from the opening, uh, concerts like eight of Number them four. Yeah, in a row and it's got like a little bit of like a car i don't know how it got stained and i was asking my wife if she could figure out how to get the stain out of it because i would rock that again oh yeah and, until i can get the brooklyn bridges joint you know <laughs> in the meantime That's I had a, timeless yeah. you don't have to worry about him getting <laughs> traded like <laughs> <laughs> no nah, he belongs to brooklyn you know bedside marcy projects bedside would be you know so but you, you get the point
0: anywho uh you know just always want to give Credit and, uh, flowers and, uh, you know, notorious B.I.G. His life was cut too short. We, we really don't know what he would have been if he got a run like some of these other rappers. But for our purposes with the Brooklyn Nets, I've always thought it was super cool that you come to Brooklyn, you hear Biggie instrumentals, you hear who shot you, you know, you hear hypnotized, you, you know, and those jerseys are iconic. The, uh, Coogee jersey. I never got one. Never got one. I was broke when they first came out. The the white ones I didn't like. And you can't find one now. So if anyone has one, I'll trade you a uh, Kyrie uh, Light Blue 91. (laughs) I could potentially trade you a Kevin Durant 2022. Hit me up. Uh, Getting into the basketball uh, of things. The Nets win three in a row. And I said in the open... They lost four in a row, a three-game win streak here, all in double digits. You know, you you beat the Celtics. That's what fired us up, right? You beat the Celtics last Friday by 10. Then you go on Handle Business Sunday at home against the Hornets. And then you go to Houston and handle business against the team you're supposed to beat. Goodwill. And it's a team getting a chance to practice. It's a team getting a chance to gel. A team getting their identity together. And when you look at those standings, I said that in the open, we're right there. So it was a a rough two weeks, I would say, in New York for Nets fans having to hear it from the orange and blue. Um, But they, uh, you know, couldn't handle the Hornets. And when you look at the standings right now, it's neck and neck. And that's what I feel like the Nets have to do. Survive every week. Don't drop. Don't have a bad week and drop too far out of it and fight for that sixth or fifth seed. And try to avoid the play in the rest of the way. Obviously, we'll talk about the team uh, getting some rest tonight as this road trip continues in Milwaukee. But what are you guys' thoughts now on the last three games, getting a little win streak and uh, feeling better about your
1: Brooklyn Nets? Ball handler and little things like throwing the lobs to Claxton. I thought it was telling after the game when Claxton said, keep seeing more aspects of his game. 25 or more since he came to the Nets. I had to text, I texted Bruco during the game because he kept referencing that one stat. And, of course, I wanted to, you know, uh, troll my, my uh, Knicks fans' friends and my other Nets' hater fan friends with, with that stat about Bridges. And you know, he had to not miss free throws at the end of the game, but the first player in NBA history to average 25 or more on 50-40-90 shooting in the first 10 games with a new team. And that 50-40-90 shooting is telling, too, because it, it displays um, his, his skill level with that shot. And those mid-range pull-ups and the thing that he's adding to his game now, which is the pull-up three-point shot, which I think he's shooting at 45%. So when you factor in the way this guy plays defense, the fact that he competes, never misses a game. By the way, we're going to talk about players sitting. Bridges is not somebody who's sitting. Uh, In contrast to, unfortunately, the guy that he was traded for and, and how often he has missed games, not to mention the age difference there. You have to be, I mean, you can't be anything else other than thrilled. And, and I, I try not to get too ahead of myself, but whenever I have people try to knock me down, you know, say it's only 10 games or whatever, you know, he's doing it on a, a team that doesn't have that much talent. It would be strange not to be excited about Mikhail Bridges. If you're an S fan, like it would be strange.
2: Yeah, and he's showing that not only has he shown that consistency, but he's shown that ability to adapt. And Robin, you referenced the fact that he's been adding, throwing lobster clacks to his game. That is something that comes down to a real ability to it. It took James Harden, some consider to be one of the greatest passers in NBA history, a long time to figure out how to get the timing down. Uh, on a lot of those lobs that he was throwing uh, to Claxon to others. And so it's the little things, too, not just the points, not just the rebounds, not just the assists, the blocks, the steals, et cetera. It is all of it, and it's all of the things that he's doing to help the Nets win games, right? I have to get on him a little bit. Last game he played kind of looked like he was hunting for that 30 points, didn't have his best shooting performance, kind of knocked those stats down a little bit. But he has been putting the Nets in a position – to win just about every game they've played. And you have to think back not only to this winning streak, but also to games against the Hawks. To games beyond this win streak where we have the Sixers in that first game. Where we have been in a position to win games because of not just Mikhail Bridges, but to a large extent Mikhail Bridges. And when you look at the trade, when you look at the trade, I understand why a lot of people say, well, you're never going to get equal value for Kevin Durant. But I would challenge you before we see how the draft picks turn out. All of that, the trade is not is not you know a closed story. It's only been ten games. But I would challenge you to find a more equivalent return for a superstar player in a trade in NBA history because he, Mikhail Bridges is putting up KD stats.
1: Like I Mikhail, said before, right? If it was one for one, you wouldn't
2: be if mad, it was one would for you? One. From a from a stats Early perspective, today. actually is is basically one to one, you know? And we will talk about the Kevin Durant injury, we will talk about Mikhail Bridges' availability and the contrast between those two. But the fact that we got Mikhail Bridges and I tweeted this the other day, we got Mikhail Bridges and Cam Johnson, who I think we should sign to a long term deal and, and four first round <laughs> picks. And we flipped Jay Crowder. I mean, that is that's unreal. And say what you will, and we'll talk about this as well about Sean Marks. Maybe coming back and being extended and staying sticking around at Brooklyn for a couple more years. That's in marks we trust, right? That's GM wizardry. That is, we have no choice him but his to trust shot this and hitting a home man. Run. <laughs> All right, go uh, ahead and he flash the. He can the, uh, a lot about it, but yeah, sort flash
0: of it. the uh, Mikael Bridges graphic so we can give this guy his flowers. First player in NBA history to average 25 points per game on 50 percent shooting from the field. 40% shooting from three and 90% shooting from the free throw line in his first 10 games with a team. Historic. This is a young man who they asked, "Who is your favorite player growing up? Who'd you idolize? And he thought about it and laughed and he said, Kevin Durant.